0: Welcome to Paris Good Food & Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So sit back and relax and enjoy Paris Good Food & Wine. Perennials, Burgundy, and Farmers. Welcome to this episode of Paris, Good Food and Wine. Well, so far 2020 has brought the welcome news that 100% U.S. tariffs will not be imposed on French wines and cheeses, at least for the time being. That's welcome news for winemakers, vineyard owners, and grape growers here in France as well as restaurateurs and fine French wine drinkers in the U.S. So, keeping more with our focus on farmers today, we'll take a look midway through our program at the mental health stresses of farmers in the U.K. Today, February 10th, the day our episode 53 of Paris Good Food and Wine is being recorded, has been declared as the launch day for Farm Safety Foundation's annual Mind Your Head campaign. That's the UK's leading farm safety charitable organization. Another side story, before we launch into our mega interview with Jerome Gallo, the Wine and Spirits Program Director of the Burgundy School of Business in Dijon, is on kernza, the perennial cover crop, and its usefulness in combating soil erosion and promoting sustainable agriculture. Also declared today was Chef Mauro Colagrego's intent to make mirazur his Menton restaurant on the Côte d'Azur, the first plastic-free restaurant in the world. Chef Cola Greco is crowned with three Michelin stars and Mirazur has been designated the best restaurant in the world. But right now, our first segment of the Jerome Gallo interview. By the way, for all you Burgundy lovers, the wines he especially recommends are Pernon Vergeless Domaine de l'Arche and Corton Charlemagne domain Maurice Chapuis. Be sure to check out our show notes on local food and wine. That's localfood.wine for the spellings of those domains. Let's hear now from Jerome Gallo. Season 6 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. IOT, the Internet of Things. IOT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact us at iotshipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine be sure to check out our website at parisfoodandwine.net. Find this and more episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. Alright, well on this grey and drizzly day in Paris at the Café Francais, I'm sitting across uh, from Jérôme Gallo, who is the director of the Wine and Spirits School at the Business Burgundy School of Business. And he's actually going to uh, tell us all about what the program is. It's a very prestigious program. Um, of course right coming up is the Grand Jeu de Burgogne that will be happening at the beginning of March. So. For all all of you interested, that'll be a great time to come to Bonn, mostly Bonn and the Côte d'Or and Côte de Nuit um, to uh, explore some of the vineyards and the wine regions there. Um, But the school is based in Dijon, which is of course only a 20-minute train ride from Bonn and is the central town of Burgundy. So, Jérôme... You have promised to give us a good foundation here at the beginning of our interview and tell us a little bit about the history of the Burgundy Business School which actually goes back um, as much as a century or even a little bit more.
1: Hello, yes uh, Burgundy School of Business has been uh, created in, uh, at the beginning of the 20th century in uh, 1910. It was created by and funded by uh, two different uh, types of people. The first one were the négociants uh, from uh, Beaune, and the second were uh, the gun producers at this period. The first program uh, dedicated entirely dedicated to uh, the wine business, uh, it's a french tool program, was created uh, 30 years ago. We had uh, a lot of events last year for uh, uh, celebrating the 30th anniversary of this program. And the second program, uh, dedicated English taught program dedicated to the wine business was created in 2009. It's now the MBA in Wine and Spray's business. And the third program dedicated to uh, wine business was created in 2012. It is the MSc in Wine Management. Then now, we have in the School of Wine and Spirits Business, apart part, an autonomous entity of Burgundy School of Business. We uh, deliver three different programs, a French taught program, which is called Master Specialisé. It's about international trade of wine and spirits. A second program, which is the MBA in Wine and Spirits Business for people with at least three to five years of professional experience and a third program entirely taught in English as well uh, for more junior profiles, people with uh, no experience uh, in the field or with uh, six months, one year of professional experience and this third program is the MSc in Wine Management. And we have uh, finally, we created three years ago, a specialization of our generalist bachelor's degree. Uh, this specialization is dedicated to wine tourism.
0: Okay, so it sounds like there's a lot of uh, opportunity for people from di- at different stages in their life and also from different backgrounds. That's very appealing. I also saw on your website, on the Burgundy Business School website, uh, sort of testimonials from people from all walks of life. Would you say that your student body is international? And also, what percentage of the coursework is done in English and or done in French? I mean, or is it done in both languages?
1: Yes, our student body is definitely international because we have more than 50% of our 120 students who are coming from abroad and uh, uh, it represents uh, more than 15 different nationalities. So, of course, uh, we have students coming from uh, one region. American people, um, Argentinian people, uh, South African people, Australian, Chinese people as well. But uh, the 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 various nationalities are uh, representing uh, people from all the continents, and this is very important to have this uh, this mix uh, corresponding to what is today uh, globalization in terms of. English programs, we have one French taught program. In fact, it's not 100% French taught, it's 80% French taught. So this is the Master Specialisé. Recruiting people with junior and people with some experience. So there's a diversity in terms of profiles, uh, academic and professional profiles in this one. A second program, the MBA in Wine and Business is entirely taught in English, 100%. And the third uh, program, the MSc in Wine Management for uh, more junior profiles, is entirely, 100% taught in English. So two programs are entirely taught in English. And the specialization of the, the bachelor's degree is entirely taught in English as well. We have uh, people in in the in permanent uh, faculty in um, faculty of the School of Foreign Space Business. It represents to 12 permanent faculty, and we have dozens of external guest speakers. We have a lot of uh, of uh, foreign uh, foreign colleagues who are able to teach uh, in uh, in English. So this is a, a truly international environment uh, in Dijon. This is quite spectacular to have this internationalization in uh, this medium sized uh, city.
0: No, it's true. I mean, Burgundy is always a fabulous region to visit, especially when you're a um, amateur de vin or a wine enthusiast or or an expert, as as yourself. But it is um, it's not on any big harbor hub. I mean, it's not in you know. So it's it, it is a smaller city when compared to well. Paris, but it's probably about the size of Bordeaux, maybe a little smaller, a little little bit smaller. So, um, Jérôme, now I know too that you uh, were really sort of the instigation behind creating this specialized school within the Burgundy Business School, and that was what, in about 2013. Can you talk to us about, like, why, um, how is it a separate entity, and what's the importance of that?
1: The School of Foreign Space Business was created because we thought it was important to have in a generalist business school, you know that the competition on this market is a cutthroat competition, uh, it was important to be able to have a very strong expertise in one or several fields. And an obvious field was for us because we are locating in Burgundy, to have to develop, and we had in, in some ways uh, this expertise, but we developed it a lot uh, to focus on the one business, one management expertise because of our location. So, this is the main reason why we decided to create and to invest because uh, we built a dedicated building on the campus of Burnley School of Business. I recruited a dedicated team. I mean that uh, today it represents uh, 16 uh, permanent uh, colleagues, among of them 10 our permanent faculty, people with PhDs and with an expertise, academic expertise and or professional expertise in the field. Uh, And in fact, looking at the the past, it has been working well. It was a a good idea because it's very coherent uh, for people coming from outside to and willing to study one business, one management, to do it in a region uh, producing probably one of the most famous wine in the world. So this is the main reason why we, we decided to do this. In terms of autonomy, in fact the, the, the organization in most of the French business schools, the organization is a matrix organization. I mean, you've got uh, the boss, the academic director, the research director. So, the academic director uh, can be considered as the, the, the boss, the head of the permanent faculty for the teaching activities. The director of research is obviously uh, evaluating the research activities. And you've got a department for marketing and communication, for finance, a department dedicated to corporate relationships, etc. So, matrix organization. And what I said to my boss when we decided to create and launch the School of One and Space Business was that I was willing to be in a situation of evaluating every activity of my colleagues. In fact, I was willing to to concentrate the uh, decision-making power of the academic director. So I am the academic director of the School of Foreign and Space Business for my own permanent faculty. I am the director of research, so evaluating the research activities for uh, the faculty. Um, Three things are not directly in my hands. For marketing and communication, I work with the director of marketing and communication of BSB. For the corporate relationships, I was uh, uh, I work uh, with the director of corporate relationships of BSB, and for the finance and uh, other logistics issue, I work with the secretary general of BSB. For all the other activities and. Uh, research teaching executive education i have an entire autonomy in terms of decision making so um my um, i speak uh, with uh, directly with uh, the general director of BSB for for these issues when uh, when there are when there's a problem or when uh, there's an uh, an investment to do
0: okay well that that's interesting from an academic and organizational point of view um you've referenced in the last uh, c- couple moments, you you referenced a wine tourism uh, program that's starting out. Now, if we could maybe Dream up a an example scenario. Say, um, say I'm an American uh, living in you know one of the wine regions, living and working in one of the wine regions, say Santa Barbara or Texas or Virginia, <laughs> not just the famous Napa. Um, and I'm looking to deepen my my knowledge, um, my professional training. What kind of course, say I've been in the, say the commercial side of things at a mid-sized winery for four or five years, and I already have a bachelor's degree. What kind of a program would you recommend for this type of a a person? And also if you could maybe even talk about the time commitment, the application process, and then also what kind of financial commitment is necessary?
1: I think uh, for this kind of uh, profile of applicants, the MBA in Wine & spray Business is uh, the, the right program to apply for. Because this profile has a bachelor's degree, has some experience, is not a pure junior in the field. And the application form is, uh, can be downloaded online, so it's quite simple. Um, We uh, demand uh, an English test because uh, the program is entirely taught in English, so we expect the applicants to be at least at uh, 7.5 level or 7.0, 7.5 for the IELTS test. Uh, We we like very much the IELTS test because you've got four different assignments, so uh, oral, uh, written and some other things. And um, you will have, if you are an applicant, you will have an interview uh, directly with the program director. This program director has a very strong professional experience because he, was, he, he worked for uh, 25 years, 12 years. He's French, he's Jacques Thibault, he's French, but he worked uh, 12 years in New York, some years in uh, Spain. And when I recruited him, he was uh, heading the, the, the Asian branch, the Chinese branch of um, Sopexa which is a, a company dedicated to uh, marketing and communication for companies uh, in the in the wine uh, spirits business. So, a direct interview with Jacques and finally uh, you will have positive or negative response depending upon uh, these two uh, these two these two conditions.
0: And what kind of a financial commitment, if if you can talk about that? And then also, I know I sort of embedded it in that series of three questions in one, but let's talk a little bit about your wine tourism program. Does it mean that here we are in Dijon, we get to visit uh, (laughs) Montrachet and and (laughs) Pommard and all that
1: in fact, I didn't speak about the One Tourism specialization because your profile took already a bachelor's degree. So, for someone with a bachelor's degree, I will conceal a master's degree, so at the higher level. Um, we have uh, classes uh, de- dedicated to One Tourism in every program not only in the specialization. So for this kind of profile, you will have a wine tourism class and some field trips in order to identify uh, the various aspects of what is wine tourism in Burgundy. For the financial commitments, I've got a big and a very critical issue. We are too cheap. It's only 25,000 euros, and especially for Anglo-Saxon and American students because the price, it's, uh, they've got a, a very strong economic culture in U.S. or in U.K., and the price is reflecting for uh, this uh, audience uh, the quality of the program. This is entirely false in our case. And I think that good counsel for uh, potential applicants would be apply uh, for the, the MBA program as soon as you can because <laughs> the tuition fees uh, will increase for sure in the future. So 25,000 euros you need to add because Dijon is not that expensive city, uh, you need to add uh, an average of 10,000 euros for uh, the, the, cost of, the cost of living. In Dijon, it's uh, it's cheaper than uh, Paris, uh, obviously.
0: It's cheaper and it's a, it's a beautiful city. It's a, it's a, such a beautiful city. Um, okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. That I don't know what the relative comparison is to other uh, to other uh, programs, other comparable programs. So I guess I'll maybe I'll do a little research and see <laughs> where it, where it lands. You're listening to Paris: Good Food and Wine with me, your host. Page Donner. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio as well as on Spotify. And also, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Season 6 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. IOT, the Internet of Things. IOT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact us at iotshipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Now for a slight intermission before we continue the Jerome Gallo interview. Some stats on UK farmers' mental health, which is being referred to as a crisis, and one that is apparently being mirrored in France and the US and widely reported in India. Bullet point. Farming continues to have the poorest safety record of any occupation in the UK, while 85% of young farmers believe there's a definite link between mental health and the overall safety of farms. Bullet point. In 2018, there were 83 suicides amongst people working in agricultural and related trades in England and Wales. Bullet point. 84% of farmers under 40 believe that mental health is the biggest danger problem facing farmers today. Threats to mental health include smiling depression, PTSD, loneliness, rural isolation, and mental health in young farmers. This year, the Farm Safety Foundation's Mind Your Head Week will raise awareness of the link between poor mental health and farm safety. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris. Food and wine. You can find us at ParisFoodandwine.net. Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at IOTShipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. I'm Paige Donner. You're listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris' first-ever homegrown English-language radio show about food and wine. And now we turn to the issue of nitrous oxide, 300 times worse on the environment than even the much ballyhooed CO2, and kernza, a cover crop that's now being harvested and used by massive corporations such as General Mills to make pasta and beer. As part of a strategy of conservation agriculture, Minneapolis-based 56 Brewing developed its limited edition Kernza Harvest Honey Amber Lager using grains from Golden Valley-based General Mills. Kernza has been lauded as an alternative to wheat that may combat soil erosion and doesn't have to be replanted each year. This is how it's described and how a perennial differs from a crop such as wheat, corn, or soy as reporting from mcknight.org. Above ground, kernza is a lot like wheat, grassy with a sweet, nutty-tasting kernel. But below ground, the difference is night and day. Unlike wheat or other annual crops such as corn and soybeans, kernza is a perennial. Once planted, it continues to sprout year after year, developing root systems that trail up to 10 feet underground holding tight to soil, nutrients, and other contaminants that tend to run off into surfaced and ground waters. Perennials also help to reduce carbon dioxide emissions by keeping carbon buried deep in the soil. What's more, scientists and farmers alike say, this new crop has the potential to make large-scale agriculture radically more sustainable. Check out our show notes at localfood.wine for links to more stories and details about this new soil-enriching iteration of an ancient grain. interview with Jerome Gallo of the Burgundy Business School. Another thing you alluded to in the last few moments was a research aspect to your faculty. Now I know, um, I mean, there was such a huge campaign when Burgundy was being listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site for its Clima and a successful campaign as well. does any of your research focus on any of those issues? Like, what what issues are you focusing on?
1: When we created the school, uh, the School of Finance Space Business, so uh, less than 10 years ago, I decided to focus on research concerning the consumer behavior and the various aspects of the consumer behavior. Because it's quite easy to find people able to do some uh, econometrics uh, to manipulate equations uh, worldwide, so economists. But uh, I was willing not only to manipulate existing data, but I wanted to create, to be able to create original new data. Because in this very complex environment that has become uh, the world of uh, wine business, I thought it was important to be able to help the decision makers in the what we call the real life. So I mean the decision makers in the, the in the wine and/or spirits business. So I recruited two years ago a very high-level researcher. He was in a, he was in Reading after some years in Spain, is uh, Greek. Uh, and the PhD uh, taken in Italy, so he speaks. It's Professor Jorgansis, He speaks, uh, uh, he speaks uh, five uh, different foreign languages perfectly. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's very frustrating uh, to, <laughs> to to work with uh, with this uh, with this profile. And um, uh, Professor Jorgensis uh, is an expert of what we call experimental economics. This experimental economics is very fashioned in the, in the academic world, but it's very fashioned because this methodology, these tools, can create a very, very new, very original data concerning the consumer behavior. As you know, in in this market, it's not the only industry that is very competitive, but it has become very competitive all over the world, it's very important to be able to know more about the consumers, about the various segments of the markets. This is what we're doing uh, in, the, in the Wine & Spreece Lab, uh, that is a part of the School of Wine & Space Business. So, to create new data and to be able to transfer this data to uh, the business, not only in the, in the academic uh, uh, environment.
0: All right, that sounds very statistics-oriented, sounds very complicated. Let's switch and look at a little bit more of the people profiles. As you noted, your region is full of basically superstar wine, wine, wineries and winemakers. Um, I mean, just a few that come to to the top of my head are Latour, Drouhan, Boisset. You know, there's uh, Picard. I mean, uh, and of course, Romani Conti is part of your your region as well. But along with them, there are also a lot of just every, you know, like family wineries that maybe don't sell their bottles for, you know, a thousand euros a bottle or even maybe a hundred euros a bottle. And they've also suffered a lot of... Hail and climactic, uh, very difficult climactic conditions in the last several years. Um, What kinds of people, what kind of guest speakers do you have come and speak to your uh, your students and is there any sort of, you know, interaction in the sense of like, um, can you be placed, can an MBA student or even a bachelor student be placed for um, a growing season or something like that in one of your regional houses?
1: In Burgundy, we have uh, an issue concerning this aspect. Uh, it's a very small one uh, region compared to other one regions in France. Imagine that among our 2000 graduates, we produce, we graduated 2,000 students during the past 30 years. Less than 100 are working in Burgundy because, the, for example, the family businesses don't need specific resources to work. They are in the, in the very small domains, two, three people. But it's different for the big negociants you quoted uh, Maison Latour, the director of marketing of Maison Latour is one of our graduates you Drouin uh, this year Veronique Drouin is the godmother of the school of finance space business last year it was the general director of Maison Boisset uh, which is another very big negociant so we have uh, students in uh, in the in the Big, in this big maison and uh, we have uh, daughters or uh, sons of people who are wine producers who come to the school of France Space business for uh, uh, for uh, uh, doing the one of the of the three programs and they come back very naturally in the family domain uh, after they are graduated so this is not a big employer because this is a very small region, one region with a majority of small domains. but the negotiation we are very integrated in the in the vineyard. For the guest speakers, uh, last week we had director of uh, strategy of Maison Boisset in teaching the MBA students. The director of marketing of Maison Latour does a class every year uh, for the MBA students as well. Uh, so we have a lot the export manager of uh, Drouin is an alumnus of the school of wine of Space business and uh, is teaching both in the MBA and in the MSc of wine management so we welcome of course uh, guest speakers uh, coming directly from uh, from the the professional environment in burgundy so that's something very uh, very important of course for us even if they are not if they don't have job uh, position to offer to students. They are uh, very glad to come to the school and to teach a class half a day or one day or two days about their professional expertise.
0: Of course that's huge. Uh, Even without any kind of a possibility for employment just to have that kind of exposure to those people who are hands-on you know centuries like for example Maison Latour is one of the oldest Continuously family run uh, companies of any kind in, in, in the world. Uh, I, I forget there's a specific name for those companies. I, I forget, but it's a very uh, closed circle. Yeah, no, that's huge. And Boisset, of course, uh, Jean Charles, who also has huge holdings in California, in Napa. There was one last thing. I know we're going a little bit long here, but there was one last thing I wanted to ask you about and that is the I believe it's still in the planning stages or maybe it's just started to go into the construction stages, the new Cité de la Gastronomie in Dijon. It's just it's right on the border of Dijon, right? Or or is it in the city center?
1: Yes, Cité de la Gastronomie uh, is a work in progress. I don't remember exactly when it is supposed to be uh, to be done in uh, one year or two years but uh, it will be a very important partner for us and especially because uh, we are willing to enlarge our academic offer. The wine and spirits business or management is, uh, is an academic niche But there are a lot of complementary expertise we need to add. So I cannot uh, say more about this because uh, it is uh, in the strategic plan. But uh, yes, we're willing to to benefit from this new Cité de la Gastronomie, Du Vin et de la Gastronomie, for developing uh, our executive and academic programs and portfolio of programs.
0: Very nice. Well, I want to thank you so much. Oh, yeah. And and actually, that is a great aspect because Burgundy, as opposed to some of the other wine regions, is so well known for its food as well. I mean, it's not just great wine. It's wonderful food. Um, All right. So I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to to do this interview uh, today here at the Place de la Bastille in Paris. And, well, hope to hear more about the developments of your school over the coming months and years.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. Be sure to check out our website at parisfoodandwine.net. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio as well as on Spotify and also. As always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible and especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on Instagram at PaigeFoodWine and on Twitter at ParisFoodWine. Leave us a review, comments, suggestions, and story pitches at parisfoodandwines.com.